The spirit and will of any child would have been entirely humbled and broken by the changes she has had to submit to. But upon my word, she seems as little subdued as if, as if she were a princess, a little princess, Frances Hodgson Burnett. Greetings. Salutations. Um, I'm Frances. <laughs> and I'm Jordan. <laughs> Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. Um, today is Sunday, February 14th. Happy, happy Valentine's Day. Um, happy I hope Valentine's. You, I hope if you if you don't have a, a significant other in your life, you're your own Valentine. Yeah, self love yeah. is important. Did you celebrate Palentine's Day yesterday, mm-hmm. where we celebrate all of our pals? I did. I did not. I didn't know that. Was the thing. <laughs> um, My I apologies got a lovely... for not texting you. <laughs> I got, yeah, that was rude. I was really my feelings were really hurt. I got a lovely Palentine in the mail from our former guest Allie. Um, I would like to quickly say something. So I was watching the classic film Valentine's Day, as one does at this time of year. And I noticed a familiar face. Uh, Charlotte from Princess Diaries is in this movie, which led me to assume it must be directed by Indeed Sir Barry Marshall. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> she works at Ashton Kutcher's flower shop in the movie. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I The only reason I knew that Gary Marshall uh, did that was because Anne Hathaway talked about it in like a special feature part of it. Um I love that movie. No shame. I watch it every year. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a really fun, it's fun movie. It's um, I would say of those like because there there were quite a few of those mm-hmm. like sprinkled in. There was like those like big um, ensemble holiday movies. Yeah, like New Year's Eve. And also there was, love was there, whatever. There was a few. Well, you know what we're talking about. But they Valentine's- made fun of it on Thirty Rock, and they made <laughs> I think a Martin Luther King Jr. Day was the theme. <laughs> That's and it's like Every celebrity you could imagine. I um, love but that. But Andy Samberg and Emma Stone are like in the fake movie. That's fantastic. Rock. I digress. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I truly yeah. Valentine's Day is I think the highest caliber of them, and I mean, it's good. Yeah, there's so many twists and turns. I was about to say so many good twists. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, well, um, that kind of makes me feel like nostalgic. Kind of makes me want to feel like I want to get into the year 2006 in which uh, Party Princess was Party Princess! A lot of stuff was happening. A lot of good stuff, some sad stuff. Um, Um, I have a couple of fun things. Yeah, let's hear them. Um, okay. Uh, Hannah Montana premiered in 2006. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> um, and uh, V for Vendetta came out. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give a sad one because I have other happy Oh, ones. I bet we have the same sad I'm one. I'm sure. We probably I'm do. Steve does. Irwin died. Um, yes, unfortunately. What? How was but, that 15 years ago? No, but even now, too, though, it's, you know, it we're bringing forth new life with uh bindi irwin having bindi irwin is yeah. great with child as we speak <laughs> indeed 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 she is um so also in 2006 uh george clooney was named sexiest man alive 
Mm-hmm. And speaking of sexy men, Lance Bass came out. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> that was my, I remember being actually a little bit sad about that because I still <laughs> held out so hope dope. in my heart that Lance Bass and I would end up together. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could still happen. You never know. It could. Sexuality is a spectrum. That's very true. That's very true. Um, who was your favorite NSYNC boy man uh, person? Um, pro- I was so basic. Probably <laughs> JT. I, I don't know. I didn't really, I wasn't that into them though, to be honest. Like I got more into boy bands like after they had like died down. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think I was still just listening to like, a lot of Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. That makes um, sense. Um, justice for Britney. Yes. Okay, absolutely. wait, I have, I only have one more. Uh, same. It was probably the same thing. What is it? Is it the J- Dick Cheney shot someone on a hunting trip? <laughs> okay, well, yes, it was. <laughs> it was mine? absolutely the same thing, yeah. Okay. Dick Cheney shot, you shot someone in the face or, well, chest or something. He didn't whatever. die, right? He didn't die. No, Not no, no. That that And then okay. he apologized to Dick Cheney. He had a press conference where the man who was shot by Dick Cheney apologized to Dick Cheney for being shot by Dick Cheney what why i know well okay like i mean technically i guess you're not you don't ever y'all don't hunt in your family so we do and like there is there are very specific rules when it comes to guns like right regardless of if the gun is loaded you never Mm -hmm. like point it at anyone if you're walking with a gun you whatever there's a you don't point it at the ground or you don't like have it down at the ground because blah 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 anyway technically this guy did get like kind of he walked in front of where everyone was shooting mm. so it was kind of technically his fault but also like if you shoot yeah. someone I think you have to apologize to them that not the other way around yeah I don't think that that's necessary <laughs> <laughs> like he knows he made a mistake and he- there was a natural consequence of it <laughs> there was yeah there was absolutely a consequence not natural to consequences it. but not that one yeah um Okay, I actually have one more fun little tidbit about Ooh. 2006. That was the year that we met. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's Isn't exciting. That so fun that and is cute. So fun. Anyway. Well, and I mean, <laughs> to add on to like the funness of it too, my, <laughs> my dad, as a, like, he was half joking, but obviously I was like a child and didn't understand humor. He was like, yeah, you should definitely be friends with her. She takes her friends to uh, to the Netherlands. She takes her friends to Europe. <laughs> and I would like to say for the record, Europe. never been taken. Like, I'm still, still holding still I still have out. not gifted Francis a Europe trip. Sorry. <laughs> it's been 15 years. That literally happened one time. <laughs> I, went to, I went to Holland to visit family, and I got to bring a friend with me. And I remember I was very excited because my dad got us little portable DVD players for the plane, which I thought was like the fucking coolest thing ever um which it was anyway um okay so we read party princess which i know i said the book three is my favorite but this one might be tied for my favorite i really love it um yeah i have i'm enjoying this oh and i guess actually too i will say i told jordan moving forward i'm only gonna be normally i'll read the full book Mm-hmm. I'm only going to be reading the sections that we're reading for recording because I truly am like not remember like there's little there's are there big plot points that mm-hmm. I remember that are I know are coming up but mm-hmm. I don't remember kind of the smaller stuff so I'm I'm going to try to focus it in so that no I can spoilers. give genuine reactions genuine reactions mm-hmm. um 
genuine reaction about this first section. I think I love this book so much because I feel like I really identified with <laughs> Mia in this book in number one, her anxiety about not being a party girl oh. and like not wanting to go to the party. Yeah. <laughs> and also the, the the whole theatrical part of this book because we did theater in high school. We mm-hmm. were really into it. It's fun to see, but none of us were like typical quote theater kids because yeah. our school was so small. There really weren't that didn't really exist so it's fun to see these non-theater kids getting into theater (laughs) well yeah and like our school too it was like it was literally like you could use theater as a um sports credit sports credit yes (laughs) yeah um, it was. They should have called it an extracurricular credit. They really the should have. A sports credit. Yeah. Um, my anyway. well, my friend Brenna and I were talking about it because I was talking about this um, book. I was talking about like recording whatever, and she was talking about how she did the school plays and blah blah. She she has a letter, like a, a leather a Letterman jacket letter mm-hmm. for theater. What? Also, I want that. That's. I have something to show you, everyone, listeners. This is a surprise for Jordan. I did not tell oh, her I was doing this. I forgot I just, we had a surprise. <laughs> I wasn't, and I'm so sorry. I almost forgot about the surprise. Um, I'm going to lean out of frame and grab it real quick. I will be okay. right back. As we just said, we were involved in theater. Mm-hmm. We were in school. Oh my goodness. <gasps> it's one of Randy's handwritten scripts. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like we talked about on a previous episode, our theatrical director would write our plays and like mm-hmm. would hand write the scripts and like and with them. his I, like, hand and a felt still, tip pen. <laughs> like all of my stuff is highlighted. All Which of my one is lines. that? And all that, that is Bella's Madness? Yes, of course. Oh my God. That our is starring amazing. roles. Where I can was... you take a picture of that so I can post it? Yeah, of course. I'll um I'll scan it to you too because I mean obviously if I have this we should probably do, <laughs> should do a, reading. a dramatic reading. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. Yes, Isabella's Madness, where I played Pantalonia and you played <laughs> Isabella. I was your mother. Pantalonia's daughter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I don't even know if I processed the name Pantalonia. So it's like pants. I think um that is, it was that like all supposed to be based on. Uh, it was, I learned about it like in college when I was taking real like theater classes and, um, it's based off of like, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember what it's called, but basically it was a style of play. Hmm. Um, and he based it off of that. It's very like ensemble-y, like there's the different groups, like a, like kind of in Shakespeare, how you have the different groups of people in the different scenes. It was like that kind of, anyway. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing it with me, and we will share it with you all. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, So to get to why we're all really here 30 minutes later, um, (laughs) we're reading Party Princess, Volume 7, and for this section, we read the beginning through the section. Ooh. section (laughs) thursday march 4th french so we stopped at the section thursday march 4th third floor stairwell so i'm gonna give a quick synopsis and then we'll dive in mia is shocked and alarmed to realize that they have spent all of the student government's money on expensive recycling bins with misprinted labels and no longer have the funds to pay for the seniors commencement Lily and Mia's short stories are rejected by 16 Magazine's fiction writing contest, and Lily comes up with the idea for AEHS to start a literary magazine to make up the money they need, but Mia is dubious. 
Grammaire suggests that they put on a theatrical production to make the money. Grammaire is also busy hosting a benefit party to impress the creators of a set of islands called The World. She wants to purchase the island replica of Genovia, but isn't the only bidder and is in a bidding war with someone whose son goes to AEHS. All of Mia's friends request invites to this benefit, as it will be attended by a star-studded cast of their personal heroes. Michael is hosting a party while his parents are out of town, and Mia is panicked about Michael finding out that she's not a party girl. At the end of the section, Lana tells Mia that, quote, she knows, unquote, but Mia isn't sure what the threat means. The end. It, we really end on a cliffhanger too because we it's end on yeah <laughs> what's going on <laughs> well oh. um it's an exciting section i really i really love this book i know i've said it but it's very um, the, fun the central theme i think of this section is the value of considering your long-term repercussions uh number one spending all the student government's <laughs> money on recycling bins we'll get into it uh number two We'll talk about this too, but for this 16 magazine fiction contest, Mia writes a story about the guy who hates it when they put corn in the chili and he kills himself at the end. And now Lily wants to put it in the literary magazine and Mia's like freaking out or Mia doesn't, you know, doesn't want that, doesn't want him to read it. Um, and also, you know, deciding whether or not you're a party girl. Like, yeah, which I mean, you can be a multitude of uh, people yeah. and things and but Mia doesn't think that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And also, I think to add on to like, like uh, spending all the money in the student mm-hmm. government budget, mm. why didn't you check what the budget total was before you went yeah. and spent money? I have a lot to say about that, actually. Um, I'll save it for when we get to it. Let's thought it up. Let's be thoughts. Let's what are be your thoughts? thoughts for plot. <laughs> I vote, Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah well the opening of the book though is hilarious and ridiculous yes it's Mia writing a letter to Carl Jung mm-hmm. um, who's been mentioned about- previously mm-hmm. but heavily he so the, in this the Jungian tree of uh self-actualization or whatever right so she's, she's writing about how like she keeps on thinking that she is self-actualized and then not mm-hmm. and like she's like I know you're dead and you can't give me advice and at the end she's like could you give me any advice? Oh, wait, I forgot. Like, P.S. I forgot. You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. And her letter is all about, she thinks she's the sole caretaker of Rocky and also thinks that Rocky is developmentally delayed, but he's 10 months old. And like the, all the yeah. things she's saying he does are very normal, but she thinks he's like not developing yeah it's all pretty standard stuff like she he's not quite <laughs> yeah. walking. he's not walking by which himself. is normal <laughs> yeah like I think it's pretty standard like yeah. it takes a minute it's hard to learn to walk I mean she's yeah. basing what she thinks he should be doing on like that of like a three-year-old mm-hmm. and it's, it's just and, typical me yeah, yeah she's like, exactly I'm the like only one has- who cares that he's <laughs> delayed <laughs> Which I Ugh. wish, like, I wish at some point that uh, Helen would just be like, dude, you didn't even say your first word till you were like three. Yeah. And then and that would just send now. her spiraling until. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a couple letters to Carl Young throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that it opens with that. I love that she's been opening the books with not just like a typical diary entry. Yes. Um, yeah. But then you get 
the next section is the student government meeting notes mm-hmm. um, which she's that, writing in her journal in her journal because she left her student government notebook in michael's dorm room and what Lily was she doing is, in michael's dorm room yeah, mm-hmm. lily's such a bitch about it it's so rude it's so rude and embarrassing for mia in front of miss Hill, mrs hill yeah who's granted not paying attention um <laughs> and it's interesting because we talked about this in the past mia does note about Lily, about not stepping down so Lily could be president. She mentions it in this section and that she tried to make it up to her by getting Philippe to go on Lily, tells it like it is, <laughs> which I would love to see. I would, yeah, that would be incredible. Can you write that fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone has that fanfic out there, let us know. We'll do, we'll, we'll read, read it, it and analyze it. Um, oh, yes. So make sure there's right. subtext. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, Lily's a total jerk about that. And then, of course, mm-hmm. like halfway through, oh, and well, I guess too, like, we do see Lily being kind of a jerk when it comes to um, Nia's being president like when they're discussing Mm -hmm. they're discussing uh opening the library on the weekend because the gym's open on the Mm -hmm. weekend and blah 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 and lily's like well did you talk to like did you say this did you talk to principal gupta about this like blah blah blah. and (laughs) he is like yeah of course i did like yeah hello she's very Um, controlling yeah which is i mean fine as it's totally fine to be a controlling person but don't let it seep into like trying to harm your friend's reputation as the president yeah which it's malicious she has malicious intent exactly um and the whole thing about okay the recycling bins so they ordered these recycling bins that have like a built-in crusher and number one the stickers on them are wrong they say paper cans and battles (laughs) instead of paper cans and bottles which that's an easy fix you just get a new sticker and you put it over the old sticker exactly like not a huge deal but the thing is Okay, so they spent all their money on these bins, and it's because, I guess, okay, so Ling Su is the treasurer, but Ling Su was like, I told you not to make me treasurer, but you were all on this high horse about it, it has to be an all-female student government, so you wouldn't <laughs> make Boris treasurer. But the other thing is, is okay, she said, Mia, Mia calls this her own personal Bay of Pigs. Oh my God, yes. Funny. But <laughs> this is a good point. Okay, Mrs. Hill is their advisor. I mean, they should have been more responsible, but that's why there's an advisor to keep <laughs> these things children. from happening, to <laughs> yeah. advise. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, because they're children and they don't know how to do some yeah. things. And like Miss Hill, yeah, Miss Hill should have been there to be like, hey, like totally, I hear you. You're like caring about the environment however let's get the cheaper bins exactly let's get the cheaper bins it'll Mm -hmm. be a little bit more effort to do the recycling but like we won't be spending all of our money Mm -hmm. and And sorry go ahead I was gonna say I can relate to that greatly because I forced our school to have a recycling program my junior (gasps) year god oh my god that's so true Francis started our recycling program but she did so responsibly I did yeah I totally oh my gosh mega cred I totally forgot you did that you're amazing (laughs) that was probably too like one of the reasons why the head of upper school was kind of salty with me because she was like "Mm, you can do it if you want like I'm not doing it like it's really difficult to set it up and I was like okay 
okay. And literally all I did was just like Google. (laughs) Yeah, I like just Googled and like called the recycling place. And I was like, can we get some recycling bins, please? And then they like like, all delivered them. And I like got to leave class and like be like, that's great. So we're going to put them over here. And then if we have some (laughs) small ones, we'll put them in the classroom. I totally forgot. I feel so horrible. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Snaps to Francis doing what Mia could never. (laughs) Well, it just wasn't necessary for her to do the whole like no in crushed can bullshit and can you imagine if I had suggested the school buy this no and it's it's a really funny section too because Mia's like why didn't anyone try to stop me (laughs) (laughs) um and then she calls Mrs. Hill a groupthink enabler and we get some insight into Mrs. Hill too because they're talking about her addiction to American flag embroidered sweaters Mm -hmm. Which I looked these up for, which I, I looked these up for pop culture, the, the Quaker farm farmers or something like that, Quaker oh. farms sweaters. And it is the, <laughs> it's like the exact look when you picture a like comp, Quaker factory, excuse me. Quaker um, factory, Googling. It's like the look that you think of when you think of like your third grade teacher <laughs> and like wearing like oh hell yes blue I would leggings with like a matching blue sweater that has like the patch like patches on them of like some sort of theme yeah this like is Arbor Day. teacher clothes they should name it yes a hundred percent teacher clothes oh my god this so one delighted. Is a Christmas tree embroidered sweater, but the Christmas tree is cheetah print. (laughs) That's incredible. I want that. I might be ordering some Quaker factory clothing. Honestly, Um, this is where like the ugly Christmas sweater trend like blossomed. Yeah, I like it. Ugly sweaters every day of any kind. Yes, absolutely. So jumping topics a little bit. Grammaire is buying an island in the world. And mm-hmm. this is a real thing for those who don't know. I remember when this happened. Same. I was okay. going to ask you if you remembered. Yes. And it's funny. Okay. So the world is these faux islands that are made up of all the different like countries and continents and states, but they're all relatively the same size. And it's off the coast of Dubai. Mm-hmm. That's where Dubai. the palm is which is the same thing. It's a group of faux islands. It's like, yeah, like and it's like catty tree. corner to the palm. Okay. What I think is interesting about this is in like the early 2000s, this was, everyone was like freaking out about this. This was such a cool idea. But if anyone did this now, people would be like, what the fuck? That's the cheesiest, most frivolous, <laughs> nonsense bullshit ever, I think. It's like still not done either. Oh, really? Yeah, I I actually just saw something about it recently because it's Mm. still not finished and they never really like so the palm is sort of connected to the land, right? Yeah, that's where that big hotel is. Yes. Matches the one in the Bahamas. Yes, exactly. So the palm is sort of connected to the land. So they were able like it has, you know, plumbing, you have electric, you have like recycling pickup on Wednesdays right <laughs> the, <laughs> <I love> back. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, the uh, the world is like uh it's probably it's not a mile offshore but it's it's like it's far enough offshore that it they never really they didn't think about the setup of like gas and electric and plumbing right. and all that fun stuff that you kind of have to be connected to land to do, especially if like you're selling these 
islands as a total package um and so like people were buying them but then when they bought them they like they were like all right cool well we're still trying to like work out the kinks here um so bear with us and now it's 20 and i the the story i read about was in like 2019 and things just weren't going great huh if you look in a picture it i mean it looks pretty cool it kind of looks like the world yeah Uh, mia provided a lovely illustration it's a really good one (laughs) on page 15 it's cute and it's funny um anyway so grammar of course has to buy genovia like obviously who else would buy it let's be fair but someone else is bidding on it someone called john paul reynolds abernathy the third and iv his son goes to aehs mia doesn't know who he is grammar mentions that he's a grade ahead of mia this is important i mentioned this previously and i will mention it again Mm -hmm. just wanted to note it anyway so <laughs> it is noted <laughs> <laughs> thank you noted uh so grammar is like going on about it and obviously as in every book grammar notices me as distraught about something um and mia tells her what's up like she always does um <laughs> grammar says did you spend all the money on folderols and googas <laughs> i looked it up and folderols and googas are like useless wobbles like random junk like they're real words <laughs> that's really funny oh yeah. my god that's hilarious i mean which time i mean she did she really did essentially yeah i mean yeah. she spent it on something good but like she went too far <laughs> yes exactly um, and Grammaire doesn't offer her a loan or anything like Mia kind of hopes she will, which I'm glad she didn't because Mia needs to learn her natural consequences. Oh, truly. Yeah. It would have been ridiculous of her to be like, oh, okay, well, let me just give my, well, and Mia yeah. says too, that she was like, I would have only asked for 5,000 and then I would have raised the like 700. Raised the other 700. Yeah. yeah. Like mm. I would have done some work and it's like Mia, that I is not Mia. some work. That's the <laughs> minimal, mm-hmm. the literal, like that's the least amount of work you do. Um, and she's so weirdly resistant to like the candle idea and then so is grandma for some (laughs) reason down later everybody keeps suggesting that they raise they sell candles to raise money and mia (laughs) fucking hates this idea she like like, wants to kill herself every time someone brings it up she sees like red she fully sees red flames on the side of her face she's like i would never (laughs) (laughs) sorry for that guys whoever (laughs) has their headphones in (laughs) would Um, never sell candles and she there's that funny line somewhere where She's like, my dad could take, would never take them to parliament and be like, whoever <laughs> buys this many candles gets an automatic knighthood. It's so <laughs> oh, funny. That reminds me. I would like to give a shout out to Clea Lewis, who reads the audiobooks. She does incredible voices for all the characters. If you have not listened to the audiobooks, I would recommend it. She reads books four through 10. Her voices are so good. Anyway. I haven't listened to them. I'll have to, I'll have to put that on my list. She literally does a different voice for every character and they are distinct and consistent. Like it's fantastic. Oh, that is awesome. Um, yeah. She's really good. Anyway, sorry to divert. No, I just, no, Clea, no, if you're listening, come on the <laughs> great <show>. job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on the show. <laughs> um, okay, so Grammaire's having a party, a charity event to impress the people who pick who gets to buy the islands so she can get Genovia. Yeah. And that's a big part of this book. It seems like a throwaway, but it's not. Um, 
Okay, so the 16 magazine fiction contest. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that for a second. So yes, that's supposed to be like slides. 17. Right? I was going to, yeah, I was going to say yeah. like, because there was no 16 magazine. There was a 17 magazine, which yeah. uh, was, you know, it's 17 magazine. It's like pretend mm-hmm. Cosmo or whatever. Um, right. But anyway, they, yeah, so they they all wrote stories to go into it. And you're only supposed to submit one story. Lily's, well, it's like a contest, right? Yeah to get yeah. published which like this is not this is like a pretty normal trope in meg cabot verse she always has some sort of a contest happening like in uh, all american girl she has a right. painting contest and mm-hmm. there's yeah so this is a pretty standard trope like we we get this a lot and our protagonist rarely wins on purpose mm-hmm. and i think that's a good thing because yeah. we do have to you know as we have to learn how to lose and that's mm-hmm. a part of life um lily however not ready to lose she says no. like because I guess Lily's has a bunch of sex and STDs and birth control and blah 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 one of her hers. stories had sex with a teacher in it yes. like a student had sex with a teacher and so she Super submitted five up. stories mm-hmm. and Mia and just submitted one when Lily or Mia tells her that like it probably hers probably won't get picked because they're like kind of scandalous mm-hmm. and she says when I mentioned this to Lily though she said they probably would make an exception if the story was good enough if the story were good enough which hers definitely are according to her anyway oh my god <laughs> Lily Lily has balls the size of freaking watermelons <laughs> yeah, right like it's ridiculous but um, Mia's story, it's described on page nine. It's called No More Corn. Mm-hmm. And it's about the guy who hates it when they put corn in the chili. And he's so depressed because he's always alone. And he kills himself at the end of the story. That's the synopsis. Uh, and of course, Mia thinks it's brilliant. Um, but she gets a letter from 16 telling her her story has not been selected. It's- and there's this weird moment here where Helen is like, oh, this letter came, but... Um, you know, Mr. G said I couldn't open it, but I carried you for nine months. I should be able to read your mail. And that just doesn't seem like something Helen would say. I don't think that tracks. Yeah. Right? Like she values like independence and yeah. personal privacy and like, I don't know. I just, it just felt weird and out of character. Yeah, that does feel that. weird. I don't, I don't know if I care for that. I think that's, yeah, I agree. I don't think that tracks. And the letter mm-hmm. is very, uh, very sanitized it's dear writer thank dear you for writer <laughs> yeah dear writer thank you for your submission to 16 magazine while we have chosen not to publish your story we appreciate your interest in our publication sincerely uh shonda yost fiction editor so Thanks, i mean you Thanks know it nothing. is what it is and i mean i'm sure i would bet money that meg cabot received a letter like this at some point Speaking of that, fun fact, Lily does tell Mia, like, oh, you got to be prepared for rejections. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom sent me this list of fun facts, like, about Meg Cabot, and one of them was that The Princess Diaries was rejected 17 times before the publisher picked it up. Yeah, I mean, that happens. You hear about that all the time with, like, all sorts of books. I mean, especially, like, the Harry Potter series was rejected a bunch of times, Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. all the, you know, whatever. The list goes on. A lot of publishers reject stuff that it turns out is like you dumb they're dumb and they should have picked it um but I do have no I noted a quote from Mia about uh about the mail and she's like normally I like getting mail because normally I receive fun stuff in the mail like the latest edition of psychology today so I can see what new psychiatric disorder I might have 
Yes, that tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, she Um, would. There's also some Meg Cabot edutainment here when Helen is complaining about 16 Magazine being trash. mm. Be teaching girls valuable things. Like that, even if you do it standing up, you can still get pregnant. (laughs) Um, And I felt like normally Mia would be really embarrassed that she said that in front of Mr. G, but she doesn't acknowledge it. So yeah, I think she's probably just kind of, she's stuck in her rejection at the moment and I guess so I think that Mia for how she normally is I think she actually takes this rejection relatively well I think so too she just freaks out that Lily might Lily might have been accepted and not her which like I get that we've all had that like well if I didn't succeed in it I hope someone else did exactly And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's like a pretty standard emotion. And like, as you get older, you do grow out of that. Mm -hmm. But at 16 or 15, like that is normal. That's normal to be like, fuck, I hope no one, I hope no (laughs) one is succeeding right now because I'm failing. Yeah. Uh, She makes up this ridiculous scenario too that is very immature about the girl she imagines won the contest. Yeah. Whose name is Lauren in her head and she doesn't even care that she won because she won contests all the time and she only cares about cheerleading and her boyfriend Brian. Or the guy she wants to ask her out. It's not even her boyfriend yet. She just kind of hopes someone asks her out at some point like so it's not even it's even less of a big deal um it's a really like embarrassing moment for her to be so obsessed with this made-up scenario but like we've all been there Mm -hmm. I mean yeah it's uh yeah but then of course we do find out that Lily in fact got five rejection letters Mm -hmm. so she did not succeed sounds like those were warranted so Mia's happy about that (laughs) what a great friend thank god (laughs) Um, but Lily is like, oh my gosh, I have a great idea. And of course, Mia's like, mm, it's never good when Lily has a great idea. <laughs> and she wants to start a literary magazine to raise the money. And Mia's like, well, you need like capital for that. And, you know, of course, Lily has like a reason that they can do it. Um, I was like, Don't worry about it. We got this. Like, yeah. she's going to go full mm. Lady Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Not Lady Bridgerton. Is that what she's called? What's the what's the lady called in Bridgerton? Lady uh, Whistledown. Whistledown, yes. So anyway, we'll put a pin in the literary magazine for now. Mm-hmm. Michael calls Mia and he wants to have a party. Mm-hmm. And before we get into the party thing, I need to quickly address the fact that the last time the Moskovitzes went out of town, which is <sighs> they're going out of town and Michael's having a party at their apartment, which they've approved. Yes. The last time they went out of town, out of town, Lily invited over her stalker Norman to like taunt him, and he came over and like tried to steal shit. And this is so dangerous, so and psychotic behavior. Yes, she could have been a lot of things. She Sorry, literally could have been pardon. murdered. I mean, like yeah. literally could have been murdered. Especially like we already know that he was. Um, he has some sort of psychiatric issues like being right he was in Bellevue is not yeah being in defeat is not a psychiatric issue he has other underlying issues that we have not been told about but that he was committed to a I almost called it an insane asylum like this was 1890 (laughs) (laughs) he's at the asylum asylum. Um, (laughs) um, the loony bin yeah like he was admitted to um to psychiatric care to uh, involuntary mm-hmm. psychiatric care he had to go to there because mm-hmm. the state said he had to so like clearly hopefully he's doing well at this moment but at the end of it he still is obsessed with a 16 year old's feet 
not even a six-year-old. Yeah. Like, so clearly this is dangerous and it's weird. And they're still refer- referring to him as a stalker. So at some point he is still following around a teenager. He's mm-hmm. not well. Yes, and she just clearly. Fucking, and, then, and she still takes no fucking responsibility. No responsibility. She's None. just like, I don't know why my parents were freaking out. Like, and then he had stole, like at the end of it, he like had stolen them. Um, Still one of her Manolos. Yeah, Dr. Mrs. Doctor Moskovitz, uh, mm-hmm. one of her Manola Bonics. Um, yeah, Lily's lucky she got out of that yeah. as safely as she did. Yeah, for real. Michael's having a party, um, and he's like, Yeah, why not? <laughs> Mia says, Why not? Why not? Because we are not party people, Michael. We are stay at home and watch videos, people. That totally resonates. That's exactly how I felt my whole life (laughs) oh my gosh that's hilarious well I think this is too a great example of like you don't have to be just one kind of person like you can be a nerd and you can go you can do both stands and you're not you know betraying your nerddom by Mm -hmm. like doing tequila shots like you're good (laughs) right and she she granted has had not a great experience with parties given that the one party she's ever been to was like disastrous Mm -hmm. her birthday party the Jangbu Panasa incident etc um mia says i'm not wearing a toga which just goes to show like she doesn't know understand like what a normal party is (laughs) right Um, they don't have to have themes and they also (laughs) yeah but i love a good theme i mean yes love a good theme a more fun theme is better Mm -hmm. um and also okay so michael mentions like his bandmates are gonna come and one of them just got out of rehab yikes that's Mm -hmm. no good Poor guy. Well, I guess it is good that he no, went yeah, to it is. I mean, yeah, like I definitely had friends who I have a friend who, uh, whatever, we're 28 and he's been sober for seven years and he's really committed to sobriety. Him. But yeah, he was doing like hardcore shit in high school. And yeah, that's what I meant got, by that's no good. Not yeah. rehab is no good. Rehab yeah. is very good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the doing of the stuff that's less yes. than ideal. But yeah, it's um, it's fucking nuts. I'm just like, I don't even know where I would have thought about getting hardcore drugs in high school. I still don't even know where to get them. Skid Row? <laughs> like, that's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the only place you have to that's go to That's the California. only place you can find hard drugs. Yeah, you have to go to California. So you really have to have the means to travel there. The code word kidding. is, you got some of that Ramirez on you? <laughs> and by Ramirez, I'm talking about Richard Ramirez, by the by. <laughs> <laughs> so well. Do you guys know where we can find hard drugs? Let us know. Um, so <laughs> Mia freaks out and is like, Mike, what if Michael's into partying now? And, you know, she's just, she's so black and white. Like we've talked about before, like you either party or you don't party. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how she's thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. And like, or you're like your versions of partying are like very cookie. Your versions of party partying are very cookie cutter. Yeah. This is where she talks about a she talks about Lana, Lana trying to get into like clubs. Yeah. She talks about Lana getting, but anyway, she talks about her like bribing bouncers and she says, Lana, her rationale is that Lindsay Lan- Lindsay Lohan does it. So why can't she like the world is not just Lindsay Lohan's and mm-hmm. who, Anne Hathaway's, I guess at the time, because Anne Hathaway yeah. was like the good girl, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, you know, we and, have um, like everyone has depth everyone has like varieties yes. of things that they are interested in well and, you know if you want to go to a club go to a club go to a club no one cares no one cares um there's also a kind of homophobic quote i guess on page 41 about frats 
I mean, I'm not super into Greek life. I'm not like necessarily against it, at least in its healthy form, Mm -hmm. um, in its safe form, but Okay, page 41. Michael can't stand fraternities since he says he can't help but feel suspicious of any heterosexual male who would pay to belong to a club that females are not permitted to join. Like, Michael, we're allowed to be in groups with our friends who identify with our gender. Like, fuck off. (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah. But this is very early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It is very, yeah. It's very, uh, yeah. It's very early 2000s. Stephen wasn't a frat. He enjoyed it. He's great. And he's great. He's awesome. Um, He's the best. Yeah. Uh, Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't hate Greek life. Like, I mean, obviously there can be some like grave issues that, you know, come up. Like the way it's intended, I think is great. Like they do community service. It's about like camaraderie and I think its purpose is valuable, but yeah. I think some and know, also, some groups have turned it into something toxic. Yeah, there there are co-ed co-ed frats. I was technically in one and yeah, like college. business fr- frats and community I, service frats. And I was stuff in like an that. academic frat. You didn't. I just like all of a sudden Sick. they just like mailed me. They mailed me a pen and they were like, "Your GPA was good. Here you go. You're in our club." And I was like, "Nice. Okay. I, I don't know. You to do anything? Yeah. <laughs> um, um. But yeah. So Mia." Mia wants to seem cool, though, and is like, yeah, I'll totally come. But she's freaking out internally, as per usual. Um, and there's also, she talks about Paris Hilton being a party girl. Like, I don't want to be like Paris Hilton. Like, here's all the bad things that can happen. And she says, someone might release an embarrassing video of you um, partying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in which, reference to Paris Hilton's sex tape. One Night in Paris. One Night in Paris, which... According to Paris Hilton's documentary, was released without her consent. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. That's yeah, a really messed up thing to do. Absolutely. Um, if you're gonna make a sex tape, please make sure everyone is consenting to releasing it yeah. prior to doing so. A hundred percent. Um, but I mean, good point. Like she's saying, like if I'm gonna go, like if I'm gonna party, I need to be careful with my actions. Which um, is, I mean, safety first. Yeah, safety first. Always, we support that, but not at the I don't know how to say like yeah like don't don't be other people don't let it can become your life yeah don't let it become your life and also like other people shouldn't be focusing on you when you're like at a party if someone is like focusing on you and like that's why I hate like this like snapchat like instagram story bullshit like my little cousins will do this when we're like all like hanging out at part like family gatherings and like start snapping I'm just like don't put me on your social media please yeah like, let's just enjoy this moment friends and hang right. out and like do our thing other people don't need to be involved in this if they weren't invited mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. good point I, good point yeah um, over there's a very funny again with Mia not having any capacity for um critical thought <laughs> she says Sex can't be on Michael's mind at the party because last month was his allotted time to ask about it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> That's not how it works. Um, yeah. And so the next day on the way to school, Lily and Mia are talking about the party, and Lily says about her parents, Ruth and Morty have more important things to worry about in reference to like Mia's like, I can't believe they're letting Michael have a party. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of important. Make a note of that. 
and Mia tells Tina about it and that she's nervous about the party. And of course, Tina's like, you should talk to him about it. And Mia again makes up this scenario about if she doesn't go to the party, that Michael will seek solace in the arms of a cool party girl. <laughs> which is fully a thought i've had i'm sure (laughs) like i can't blame her i'm sure back in the day i was like well if i'm not there and other girls are there which i mean that too that's an age thing i'm sure Mm -hmm. but also it could lend if that is a constant and consistent thought you're having Mm -hmm. when you are thinking about your significant other going to parties perhaps you're in a toxic relationship because mm, <laughs> that's not like healthy thoughts like obviously at a certain age you're always going to be like worried and jealous and blah 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 but yeah. like after a certain point if it's an actual problem that's been happening mm-hmm. maybe maybe you're with a person who doesn't respect you or enjoy your time like they should yeah um, and I don't think Mia and Michael are in a toxic relationship no, I don't think, but they I are. think Mia is toxic <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah no entirely yes yes that is exactly yeah the point I was yeah entirely you said it better Um, I also think Mia so Mia thinks college girls don't wear thongs because they think they're sexist or something I didn't start wearing thongs until I was in college I yeah it's just Just in case anyone was wondering Mia just just generalizing about every single thing she can like college girls no thongs Actually, Sex at party? I was no. in high school. Um, <laughs> I was a oh senior gosh. in high school because <laughs> right, we had a, I had a traumatic moment with one. Um, <laughs> no, you ever I, put one on backwards? Ooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think, did I talk about this on the pod where that girl pantsed me at? Um, <gasps> yes. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we don't have yeah. to talk about it again. I no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I've, it's I been 10 years now. <laughs> I'm good. We've moved on. Hopefully yeah. she feels bad about that. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, okay, so everybody in the friend group at school knows student government is broke because everybody's been talking about it. Mm-hmm. But and everyone's doing the thing where they're like, where they're like, hey, is this true? And Mia's like, how did you know? Like, stop, don't talk about it. And she's like, no. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. Just one person told me, but I swear I will not say it to anyone else. <laughs> but now the whole friend group knows, but hopefully they're keeping it within themselves. Um, we'll find out. <laughs> And I'd like to quickly note on page 61, as I talked about in book five, um, they talk about the guy who hates it when they put corn in the chili Mm -hmm. and how they thought in book five they saw him buying prom tickets. So Tina says, didn't you say you saw him buying prom tickets last year, Mia? Yes, I replied with a sigh, but I was wrong. It turned out he was only asking the people who were selling the prom tickets if they knew where the closest F train was, which incidentally is what inspired my short story about him. Because at the end of the short story, he throws himself in front of the F train. Um, This whole scene pissed me off because they're talking about him and watching him sit alone by himself. And Mia's like, maybe we should ask him to sit with us. Mm -hmm. And Boris is like, fuck no. Yeah. (laughs) Which really upset me. (laughs) Yeah, Boris. Not a good look. Not a good look, Boris. No. And his his reasoning isn't even good. It's that he's a weirdo. And then Lily says, pot, kettle, you're black. And as we talked about in the previous episode, I used to think (laughs) this was racist because I didn't understand it. (laughs) I didn't know what it meant. I just like back in, you know, 2005 when we thought it was like offensive to say someone was black, like you were supposed to say African-American. 
but like now we know that like it's okay to say someone's black if they're black but i thought this was like well especially if you don't know their actual ethnicity you don't know if they are uh, right exactly that you should let them assign it first before you make assumptions but anyway yeah we digress we We digress i thought this was white girls because i'm dumb (laughs) (laughs) we're always trying to be woker (laughs) um but yeah there's always room for growth (laughs) yeah well, also at this lunch table, there's some very problematic, um, very problematic use of possible force or fictional force by Lars, where they were talking about how the valedictorian Maria Cheese Cheeseton or whatever the fuck Amber her name Cheeseman. is, Cheeseman, Cheeseman, <laughs> like, <the, laughs> like she's gonna kill me. She does Taekwondo. She'll fucking kill me if she finds <laughs> out. Like everyone, stop talking about it. And um, Boris says she would never kill you, Mia pointed out uh boris pointed out helpfully lars would shoot her first yes <laughs> what and what? lars is i forgot about that and lars is like who's planning to kill the princess yeah, like, and she's like me? no one like oh, and God. also the fact too that he was just like oh okay <laughs> no. oh yeah oh god it's just it's a messy scene for sure and mm-hmm. i just i feel bad that they I mean, I know it's just fiction. <laughs> this didn't actually happen. But like, they're all sitting there. And even Tina's like, I remember what it was like to sit by myself. Mm-hmm. And they still just don't talk to him. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's sad. And it's weird that Boris is so against talking to him or so against him sitting with them. At this moment, is he the only boy at their table? Um, I think so. I think you're right. Because Michael's yeah. gone. Maybe he just likes being the only guy surrounded by girls or something. It makes him feel like a machismo. I, yeah, I don't know. He just is very against it. I don't know if a reason is ever given for it. Maybe it's like Mia's hatred of Boris. He's yeah. like, he's psycho- recycling that into hatred, random hatred for someone else. Yeah, I wonder if that's what it is. Lily also says, don't Not be you, a jerk. sorry, Boris. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> don't be a jerk, Jordan. <laughs> Everyone, don't be a jerk. Um, Lily says Kenny submitted a thesis about brown dwarf stars to the. Um, literary magazine which she is planning to call fat louis pink butthole Mm -hmm. um which is was an ode to a woman he loved and lost or so lily says Mm -hmm. it might just be a thesis about brown door stars also like (laughs) we're of the big plot points that i remember let's let's put a pin in that i Mm -hmm. think um let's put a pin in mm -hmm. it but i value valuable thing to do Uh uh-huh (laughs) um but yeah so she wants to call it fat louis pink butthole and mia's like please don't call it that but of course lily won't listen but more on that feel about this name just like on a personal level yeah it's gross like i would you want to call anything butthole yeah uh uh-huh especially fat louis butthole (laughs) like it's so yeah like you could just call it fat louis like you call it like yeah her reasoning for it i think it's in this section is like everybody knows who fat louis is because everybody knows you so like just fucking call it fat louis something else exactly (laughs) like fat louis white paws honest or something like that Fat louis orange fur yeah (laughs) oh wait oh yeah i was thinking movie fat louis is black and white but yeah he's orange. you're right in the books he's orange (sighs) yeah like fat louis wild mane something yeah like anything just, else yeah anything else fat louis pink butthole i just i can't i'm sorry lily i can't get behind it no normally i i'm fine with the the grotesque but I just, just kind of seems needless yeah it, yes it seems a bit a bit crass a bit crass <laughs> um needless, needlessly so so grammar 
suggests to Mia that they put on a theatrical production Mm -hmm. and she talks about the Mikado and we talked about this in Carter's episode which actually just came out the week we're recording this my mom mentioned that she knew what the Mikado was she'd like heard of it um it's like a real play as we discussed Mm -hmm. um and she tells this grand story about this Broadway director who like courted her to come to Broadway and his name was Senor Eduardo Fuentes so file that one away (laughs) um and Mia's like no we can't put on a show like the drama club's already doing hair but Grummer has clearly like is off and running with her idea yeah like it's already done it's too late Mm -hmm. and um I guess so Michael hears that is it uh Bob Dylan is coming to this party Grummer is having and so he asks if he can come and Mia's like yeah but then it's like this funny spiral of like everyone she knows asking if they can come to the event to meet all these famous people. And I actually have something funny to ask you about it. So Boris asks to meet Joshua Bell. Ling Su wants to meet Matthew Barney. Shamika wants to meet Halle Berry. Kenny wants to meet Dr. Rita Rossi Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Tina wants to meet any celebrity. At all. Who does your book say Lily wants to meet? Oh. Uh- Sorry, mine says Madonna. I think yours probably does too. Yeah, it does say Madonna. Okay, the original print and the audiobook. Take a guess at who it says. Just any guess. Oh my god. Okay, wait, because she's one. Does she want to yell at Madonna? Yes. Okay, she wants to yell at Madonna. So let's think. In 2006, what celebrity would Lily want to yell at? It's not a pop star. Oh, okay, not a pop star. You're not gonna guess. I'm just gonna tell you. Okay, it's Benazir Bhutto. Who the fuck is that? The Pakistani president who was assassinated after this after the book was written that and they replaced that with because she's like I have some questions about her engagement with the Taliban but then they changed it to Madonna fucking hilarious wild that is fucking hilarious I read the book I was like that's weird that Lily wants to meet Madonna yeah listen to the audiobook as I always do and it said Benazir Bhutto. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. I do like to, sorry to go, I just like the the scene before when Grammar oh, is off and running, there she's texting Michael. She's texting Michael yes. and writing in her journal and talking to Grandmare. Yeah. That's a lot of multitasking. Um, <laughs> but then like when she gets home is when they have their IMing session. But I, I really enjoyed that. Like now they're sprinkling in text messages mm-hmm. and it's, it's really cute and fun. Um, it is fun. Yeah. I like it too. I, and I do love that. Like, seriously, she has no regard for anyone else though because no. she's just like that how many how many high schoolers is this seven seven high schoolers or six high schoolers have asked if they can come to meet famous people mm-hmm. and yeah she's just like yeah sure like oh yeah wait oh yeah kenny a bunch of them yeah it's, it's um, boris linsu shamika kenny tina lily and then michael, and michael. who is a freshman in college mm-hmm. so like whoop do do like way way older way more mature and spoiler but- alert she might be well no spoilers um never mind (laughs) but yeah she's like sure you can come to all of them which I mean I guess she can do that I don't know we'll find out now I guess we'll find out yeah I certainly Um, don't know so we'll see we'll talk about it next week uh but yeah no it's uh it's ridiculous and kind of hilarious all the different people that 
everyone wants to meet. And I, I mm-hmm. do love that Tina is so on brand and saying like, are you kidding? I don't care. Who. Yeah. Tina's like, I, I don't care. Who. <laughs> Very cute. Very Tina. Love Tina. Justice for Tina. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next day at school, there are flyers everywhere for auditions for a musical production auditions are going to be held at the plaza and the musical production is called braid mm-hmm. and of course everyone's like you know there's an air of mystery around yeah that. all the drama club people are like what like, who and is that who of course this? lily deduces it's grammaire because she's like who else would have auditions at the plaza of great course. point yeah because normally you'd probably hold them at your school <laughs> if it yeah. was a school related function last bit of the section lana tells mia that she knows and that they need to meet and Lana will give her her list of demands to keep her mouth shut. And so Mia starts thinking about what are all the possible options of what Lana could know. Which the fact too though that she's like Lana knows I'm not a party girl. Yeah. (laughs) That's her first thought. Or does she want to be my best friend or (laughs) does she want Michael or does she want my crown? It's so dumb. And the very last section, so we don't find out what, what Lana wants, but the very last section is Lily making a list of women who are too pretty to live, which is yes. weird. Yeah. Wait, I a, think it's meant to be tongue-in-cheek, right? I, well, that's I how so. I was reading it. Yeah. Um, and it's the list doesn't change from or the original version to our print. Oh, it that's might change in, like, the newer prints, but I didn't all include the all these women in pop culture do you want to go through them now and i'll just read them really fast so the list is paris hilton angelina jolie kira knightley jessica alba holly berry natalie portman shannon sosaman tandy newton nicole kidman and penelope cruz um and they talk a little bit about scientology in this section which is funny there's a funny quote on page 96 why won't the scientology mothership hurry up and come take them all away (laughs) Because she says some of them are, like, the ones who dated Tom Cruise are probably Scientology aliens. Yeah, which I forgot that Penelope Cruise and Tom, I mean, wait, yeah, Penelope Cruise and Tom Cruise, I forgot (laughs) they dated. Different type of Cruise. Yes. C-R-U-Z and C-R-U-I-S-E. Yeah, that's, yeah, I forgot that they dated um, many, many moons ago. Many moons ago. Yeah. And that's where we wrap up. Yeah. And it wraps up to, it really does wrap up on a cliffhanger because all it says is like, what is it? Someone's coming. It's Lana. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Lana. <laughs> so stay tuned. We'll find out what she stay knows tuned. and what she wants. Yeah. That wraps up my plot thoughts. I think that's, yeah, that wraps up mine as well. I don't have any like last ones, um, last, last thoughts about the plot. Uh, I, I enjoyed this. I'm in, I am enjoying this book. It's very this fun. This one's so good. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, it, and from what I remember, this kind of sets up kind of the, this really, really does a good job of setting up the last few things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's exactly like you said, I hadn't thought about this before, but every book there's a school problem, a Genovia grammar problem and a boyfriend problem. Mm-hmm. And also in every freaking book, I didn't think about it until Sydney said it. She thinks Michael's going to break up with her for some reason or another. Some stupid reason that makes yeah, no sense. And this one is yeah. she's not a party girl, mm-hmm. um, which is so dumb. I read all my favorite lines, though. Do you have some? I have a couple left. Um, on 49, she says, why can't we ever do cool sports like Pilates and yoga like they get to do in suburban high school? <laughs> What's suburban high school, first of all? And secondly, Pilates and yoga technically are not 
sports. Like they are exercise. Yes. Right. I'm not going to pretend like they're not, but they're not sports. They're not sports. <laughs> you don't do competitive yeah. yoga. Um, <laughs> At least I don't think. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Please correct us if we're wrong. Like, yeah. is there competitive yoga? I would love to know. Um, how do you compete? Yeah. She says <laughs> on 54, she says, I'm not ready to give up the golden bow of my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate it. The precious uh, gift. Then, yeah. The last, yes. Precious gift. The last one I have is a uh, God who peed in your cornflakes this morning. Yes. Lily mm, always which, being a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's all I have. Uh, do you hear that? Mm, I do. <laughs> what <laughs> is that? Yeah, my new apartment. <laughs> it's been having some issues, but I think that might actually be our pop culture machine. Um, so uh-huh. we talked. Yeah, we talked about the world. Um, it was began. It began development in May two thousand three, but it's basically just run amiss, like I already said, and it's uh, yet to be completed or so fully weird. populated. Um, <laughs> Graymare brings up Ferragamo shoes. Oh, oh, this reminded me though. Mm-hmm. I did look up. We had a question on shut up and listen, which for y'all mm-hmm. now will have been like two months ago. So my bad. <laughs> but <laughs> I looked up if there were any. Um, shoe designers who had bought castles right uh, the only one I saw was uh Christian Louboutin had bought a oh. castle in France um in a town where people are like really snooty apparently um but that's the only thing I found so I don't know uh if there's any like I it didn't seem like he like bought it out from under any right royal people huh. um, that's interesting but yeah uh so Ferragamo is a shoe des- Italian shoe designer um and he you would recognize the shoes they're pretty basic like loafers and expensive shit uh he doesn't love a good loafer mm. i talk about alice tully hall which is where apparently albert einstein high school does their graduation i find issue with this considering that alice tully hall can only hold like 1096 people oh yeah and there's well you guys, I guess the- you'd be limited to only like three guests yeah which I feel less. like people would people would have problems but anyway so Alice Tully Hall is a concert hall at Lincoln Center it was completed in 1969 um it was made uh or not made it basically they whatever the quote is it's projecting a newly visible identity to Broadway because it's like part of Juilliard basically and it's a big you would recognize the building it's been in a lot of like uh like center stage type of movies Mm -hmm. um like movies about the arts you'll see it right in there uh also sidebar this is not where they hold graduation in book 10 Ooh, I don't remember that. <laughs> it's not like a big deal or anything. It's not yeah. a mention of like we didn't have it at Alice Telly Hall. This yeah. is not where it is. That's hilarious. So, okay. Anyway. Good to know. <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. Stay where, tuned. Find out the new graduation yeah. location. <laughs> where's the new graduation location? Hmm. All right. So we talked about Quaker Factory. Um, oh yes. And I talk, it's like the stereotypical teacher look look at it do yourself a favor well I'm sure we'll post something on social because it's the greatest they're um, amazing I I want to wear some Quaker factory stuff right um, pretty cool. so she talks about Robert Cormier's chocolate war did you ever read this no so this was one of those think. books that I had a teacher recommend to me well, um you might have sorry keep, we didn't read it in school it, maybe um we didn't oh. read it in school we read I it was recommended to me by a teacher 
um, Mr. L, our uh, mm. previously mentioned English <laughs> teacher. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's basically, it's, it's a very, very interesting book. And it's about, uh, like one of the big things is, do I dare disturb the universe? And it's about this kid who is kind of a loner or whatever. And he goes to this new school and he just, he refuses to, um, to sell chocolate bars. Mm. And it basically leads to this whole breakdown of societal structure within the school. And I feel like I did read this in middle school, maybe. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's a young. It's very much a young adult book that's meant I to be a young adult this. book. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if you read it in middle school, because um, mm. it's not like it's an advanced. It's not like right. a Jane Eyre type of hard book reading. Read. Level. Like, yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's a great book. If you haven't read it, I would totally suggest it. Uh, she's in school. They're reading Willa Cather's Oh Pioneers. Um, and mm-hmm. she says, yawn. And I agree. Yawn, Willa Cather. I do not care for your writing. <laughs> yawn. Like, that's I all thought I you meant yawn like Y-O-N. <laughs> like, oh, pioneers. Yawn. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah, no, I don't care. The, the only book of hers I've read is My Antonia, which, and I didn't care for that either. Um, truly like yeah anyway do what you want read it if you want I think she's boring uh they talk about Joan of Arcadia which I loved this show loved this show in my mind though I thought this show was on for at least five years I think it was only like two it was on for two it was on for two 2003 to 2005 and I loved it God, God uses a teenager to get help or help people like greatest show ever made. I, and then at the end, do you remember that she, that she had like Lyme disease and they were like, you had Lyme disease. You weren't talking to God. And like, that was her being like Joan, like, uh, Oh, I don't remember like, that. Joan of Arc, how they said she was crazy or whatever. And they were like, you were having hallucinations. I um, do remember there was the part about it where there was like, it seemed like it, it had actually been like the devil she was talking to. Yes. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I should rewatch it. It oh was gosh, what's yeah. her name? That girl who's married to um, Amber Tamlin. He, she's married she's, to David Cross. Yeah, who the was guy. From, um, Atlanta, by the way. I didn't know that. And oh, really? Was talking he's, about it. he's the never nude from Arrested Development. Yes, right? I just blew myself. <laughs> I just blew myself. Uh, and he's the anal rapist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, if you have not watched Rest Development, go goes, ahead and do that so that this doesn't sound so far the, out of context. <laughs> method one clinic. <laughs> that show is so funny. It is great. I haven't watched the newest season. Have you? I have not either. I didn't I, hate the fourth season as much as everyone else did. Yeah. I still thought it was pretty funny. I didn't hate it, but it did. Yeah, I, whatever. Um, but anyway, I enjoyed so. watching it. Joan of Arcadia, I, I will definitely be watching. I know I said I wasn't going to rewatch stuff, but I feel like it doesn't count if I haven't watched it in 10 years. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. <there's, laughs> if, you, if you don't remember how the theme song sounds, you can wasn't rewatch it. it. Wasn't it? <laughs> wait, wasn't the theme song, What If God Were One of Us? Oh, yeah, it is. Never mind. <laughs> That's not the qualifications. Not, 10 yeah. years is fair. <laughs> okay, so they talk You're about- You're right. Oh, yeah. I don't like that song. <laughs> so then they talk about salon.com, which is just like, a lifestyle news outlet type thing it's you've probably heard of it anyway um they talk about Coco the gorilla um who I didn't know when she passed away she was like 41 I don't know who Coco the gorilla is yes you do she's the gorilla does sign language oh you don't remember her oh my Mm -hmm. god we used to watch a lot of videos about her in lower school for some reason I don't know why but anyway she (laughs) she was really smart and she and Robin Williams are really good friends and when they told her that um that 
he had passed away she was like really depressed for like a week oh my god this is yeah. blowing my mind <laughs> yeah a gr- wow a i have to yeah. look this up the only like, girl i know is re- harambe all right <laughs> <laughs> there's this really great video of her too where one of her caretakers um comes in and she had just had a miscarriage and Coco knew that the she was caretaker pre- or Coco? the care, the caretaker, but Coco mm. had also lost a baby. So the caretaker Aww. explains to Coco why she wasn't there. Cause Coco's like, you haven't been here. Where have you been? And the caretaker explains that she had lost her baby and Coco, like she does like the, the sign for crying. Like, yeah, she's so smart. It's incredible. This Look up videos. Blowing it, me away. This yeah. is what I'm spending the rest of my day doing. It's pretty I've never, never heard of this. I'm, I'm shook that you haven't. That's so Hugo, oh, oh i'm so excited yeah there's plenty of videos for you to, to check watch. this out yeah. wait she died when uh 2018 Aww. um yeah it was like on cnn and everything for anyone um, uh, not watching the zoom because we don't release those we both just did the sign for cry um <laughs> uh logan's run is um a movie that michael like is watching in some as one of one of his classes um it came out in 1976 it's like a dystopian future movie where people don't there's a series of books that I read in middle school called like the uglies and the pretties and then the extras or something like that or the specials or whatever anyway it sounds very similar to Logan's Run um or Logan's Run sounds similar to that which Logan's Run came out in 1976 and these books came out in the early 2000s so who stole from who uh but anyway in Logan's Run people don't live past the age of 30 and it actually sounds like a really cool movie so I'm adding it to my list mm. um oh. Alexander Hamilton if you don't know who that is what, like where have you been <laughs> um that it's the $10 founding father grew up without <laughs> a father wait speaking uh, of movies <laughs> that, was, that was a solid tagline thank you <laughs> um speaking of movies that we've come to from reading princess diaries i watched princess mononoke oh okay. i did How'd not like enjoy it, it. Okay. Well, <laughs> i can see why people love it but i was just like i don't like this at all so yeah, there's think, my review yeah i think anime is you know like it's for you you don't have to love it you don't have to hate it it was know? a lot more violent than i thought it was gonna be it was like lots of blood oh well and, like I just didn't like it. <laughs> well, anyway, that was review quarter. quarter <laughs> review quarter with Jordan. <laughs> didn't care for it. Yes. Uh, so there, uh, there's there's another movie called Brazil, which is also very like dystopian-y type uh, movie. And well, uh, his class is about dystopian films, right? I think so. I think they I, say well, that in the second yeah. section. Um, it, I would hope so because all of these are like really sad and depressing. I think that's what it's yeah. about. Brazil came out in 1985. Um, it seemed interesting enough. I don't know if I'm going to like take the time to look it up. Um, so they talk about Animal House that came out in 1978. I think that movie is great. It, you know, can't, it would not survive today. No, I'll say that. I mean, you um, can't watch it from a to 2021 lens you cannot you certainly cannot <laughs> uh caddyshack kind of same um mm-hmm. what is it that isn't that the movie where um oh who's the guy who's like i don't get no respect oh um, yeah vince Lom- no what's no. his name his name um <laughs> i know what you're talking about michael anyway, Scott makes I, like, impressions him <laughs> yeah it's one of those that he says in this movie he's like my mother's half italian half jewish and half like something else and they're like she's three halves and he goes well my mother was a big woman 
<laughs> that's good stuff. Oh, it's so good. That's um, comedy, folks. That's comedy. <laughs> um, you talk about the vagina monologues. Have you ever seen those? I have. Yeah, I saw them in college. Um, As did I. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I thought they were fine. I don't know if I, like, they made I didn't love it. Like, I get why it's there, but I was like, I'm not having fun here. <laughs> yeah, it just felt like a lot of yelling. And then they made us all stand up and scream the, the C word. The C and I was word, like, yes. I was like, I was why like, are we doing this? Yeah. Like, like I get like, it. Yeah. But I was like, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, yes, exactly. Exactly. I was like, yeah. But I like, I think it, but... when it was originally created, that was probably a lot more valuable than it is now yeah it was it came out in 96 so when we were in college it was what like 2011 to 2014 like time had passed (laughs) (laughs) progress had been made exactly they talk about kelly martin who probably her biggest role to date was on er she played one of the nurses they talk about tiffany amber Thiessen. She was on Saved by the Bell. She plays the main girl, whose name I don't know. Yeah. And uh, Dustin Diamond passed away this past week. I know. And it, like, was barely news, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, her name, Kelly. Her Kelly. Name is Kelly. Kelly. You're correct. Yes, it's Kelly. Um, so they talk about Hair, the musical, came out in 1967. <sighs> Fucking hate it. <laughs> it's just, like, another, it's another bohemian New York it's City awful. tribe type of like move or musical just like rent and yeah uh, rent is awesome hair yeah rent is great um and then they talk about miss dynamite put them out which i haven't i i would sing it for you but (laughs) is it a song it's a song and it sounds miss miss dynamite that's a to me that's a misleading name personally I think because it sounds like she came out in like the 70s I like I think that sounds like a very 70s like cool Mm -hmm. like lady singer but she came out in like the early 2000s and it's um I'll have to I'll send you a link to the song but I think you'll recognize it Uh, (laughs) okay yeah so that was all the pop culture I had um cool cool. and that was well researched as always thank you thank you um social norms I've like talked about most of mine yeah. uh, college girls don't wear thongs Michael's comment about fraternities and the Mikado were my like main ones that I feel like were like maybe things we wouldn't say or talk about today yeah I mean I talked about the I just said Paris Hilton sex tape thing where yep that too know. good point yeah which yeah that was it um good stuff that's all I had Nothing, yeah. nothing crazy to report, I think, on this nothing one. Nothing crazy. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Uh, biggest bully, I think, is Lily. <laughs> okay. I do you I ha- who do sure. you think? I wasn't sure. I would agree with Lily, but I didn't think anyone was, like, over the top. Here's what I agree. Not in this section. Okay. R- Reed suggested we rename this section Grumhair or Lily. <laughs> yes. I was like, no, it's been Lana, like, once or twice. Yeah. Um, But... I think probably I'm picking Lily too because I'm also thinking a lot about the rest of the book which I know Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be doing but Lily has some serious issues with consent attainment Mm -hmm. like she does not give a fuck when Mia's like please stop I'm uncomfortable she just doesn't care and it it like physically angers me at this point in the series like it it makes me as heated as Mia is about the candle suggestions. Maybe <laughs> like it, it really bothers me. Yeah, no, like, I, there's I, a lot I more of it you. Yeah. in the rest of the book, but she's like, please don't call the literary magazine this, please like drop the literary magazine thing. Is she just 
always pushes Mia and I get it like Mia needs a little a little encouragement but mm-hmm. not at this extent like Lily just like gets off on making Mia uncomfortable yeah a hundred percent yeah and it's, it's your yeah push or not see that yeah there's a very big difference I don't like the idea of like someone pushing someone mm-hmm. but the idea of someone encouraging someone sure and mm-hmm. this is you're totally right it's her pushing her pushing her pushing her till she gets to a breaking point and then like when Mia freaks out she goes oh my god you're like freaking out like she gaslights her out. yeah fully gaslights her it's yeah no I agree with you um it's awful like in this section i it wasn't it's not that bad in this section yeah but yeah like as we know lily really she takes her time and ramps it up seriously it's so (laughs) bad um um but i'll agree with that yeah biggest bully lily you a bitch you a bitch um and we can't talk about bullying without talking about the roast of boris that was beautiful thank you um on page six there wasn't a lot it was light on page 61, the part where they're, look, they're talking about inviting the guy who hates it when they put corn in the chili to sit with them, Boris says, no, thank you. I have enough problems digesting this disgusting food without having to do so in the company of a bona fide weirdo. Hello, Lily said under her breath. Pot, this is Kettle. You're black. So Lily's calling Boris a weirdo. <laughs> um and then on page 79 i feel like also in response to that pot kettle you're black lily (laughs) yeah really y'all are all fucking weirdos um and then whenever mia and boris are iming about boris wanting to come to the party to meet joshua bell mia says you know boris might be hot now but he's still weird (laughs) (laughs) that's it oh that's a nice light section yeah was not much boris but I'm I'm a little salty at Boris, as we've said, for his treatment mm-hmm. of the guy who hates it when they put corn in the chili. I would agree. I would definitely agree. Um, tiss, but, tiss, Boris. Yeah. Uh, so we actually have conflicting losers and oh, winners. I, I had a hard time. I also had a hard time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, picked, I picked Mia as the loser because she just is, you know, things are, she lost all the fucking student government mm-hmm. money. <laughs> She didn't get picked to go into the magazine, which, as we said, is right. a growing moment, which is fine. Uh, yeah, I, she's kind of yeah. just getting walked all over in yeah. this section. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I totally agree with you. I would the people, the people I put were Corn Kid, or me and Lily, <laughs> and me and Lily mm-hmm. purely for like the loser dumb of not getting picked for the literary magazine or for the right. sixteen magazine. Blah blah blah. Right. Um. But yeah, I would totally agree with Mia. Like, she's not having a great time. I feel like it's tough to not pick Mia in the first (laughs) section of each book, honestly, because it's setting up the problem. Exactly. She's got issues. Yeah. Um, But I could I could see any of the arguments you made, too. Um, I mean, yeah, guy who hates it when they put corn in the chili, like they actively are letting him continue to be sad and alone. Mm -hmm. Like they talked about it and we're like, no, (laughs) we're not going to sit with him. (laughs) Yeah. And Mia wrote this like really horrifying story about him and now it might be published for the whole mm-hmm. school to see will it we can we go know. with we can go with him just because we pick me all the time okay i, I like I'm, it okay i like it i so, like the argument sorry corn kid you're a loser um, i had a hard, hard time with winner too and i yeah. picked Cromare <laughs> okay because i'll tell you why i guess because she is like 
you know, clearly enjoying her trip down memory lane with talking about her performance in the Mikado and she's like involving herself in Mia's school. I don't know. I'm not married to it. <laughs> um, mine, I was really hoping, <laughs> I was really leaning on you for this one. I was hoping oh, you would really buy you through because I picked Pink Louie's or <laughs> Fat Louie's Pink Butthole. <laughs> pink Louie's Fat Butthole. <laughs> I like that better. Yeah. Uh, I like that. That's, I also thought about Dupac because <laughs> he gets invited to his first party. Oh, yeah. There's some contenders here for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, Grammar was kind of a throwaway, if I'm being honest. So was, I mean, Fat Louis Pink Butthole was also a bit of a throwaway, if I'm honest. Sure. Um, we could go with Dupac. Yeah, let's do Dupac. I like that. I like that. You're totally, yeah. Let's give him his due. Yes. Um, Pac. He's such a weirdo. He'd fit right in. He would fit right in. Oh, great. He's going to have a great time at the party. He's going to have so much fun. It'll be awesome. Stay Um, tuned. Stay tuned. Dupac Party 101. So that wraps us up and winds us down here we are um, here we are here we are at the end fun um, section fun yes. section great section really fun i'm excited to like talk about the next two sections i'm Me excited too. to read them as we as i go or as a rate yeah read them as we go and you know give my surprised uh, synopsis uh but anyway until then um y'all can Tell us what you think about it. And you can see us on Facebook at the Podcast Diaries. You can see us on Instagram at the Podcast Diary One. Nope. Twitter, the Podcast Diary, Gmail. Uh, send us a whole last email at the Podcast Diary at gmail.com. And all of this info is on our website, the Podcast Diaries.com. Yes, it is. Um, also, I forgot to add this, and we should have been saying this. You can leave us a voicemail on Anchor if you yes. want. Anchor.fm slash the Podcast Diaries. Yes. And uh, we Jordan just did a very lovely, lovely social media post. It has wonderful instructions about oh, how thank to do you. that. Um, scroll six weeks back through our feed and you'll find it <laughs> yes <laughs> um but okay so next we are going to be reading in party princess the section beginning thursday march 4th third floor stairwell through the section sunday march 7th 5 p.m grand ballroom the plaza so we're stopping at sunday march 7th 9 p.m the loft all right and so thanks guys thanks for listening we love you Thank you for listening. All that's left to do is say a royal goodbye to you. And to you. Goodbye. Bye.